You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode... Hit those keyboards! (laughs) Woo! Episode 40, Season 2 of uh, Redwings Rant, hosted by us, uh, the Brothers of Discussion. We're tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, Mike, we're going to talk about uh, that wing series. Uh, we finished with a 500 uh, point percentage. Uh, and uh, let's take a look. <laughs> let's take a look at some UFAs that are going to be available. And we'll come back to that uh, mock draft I did uh, a little while ago. I got to change the notes, actually, on our YouTube channel because I said we we're going to finish that conversation. Um, cool. Matt, it's got to stop making notes before, uh, Whoops, before, before we start talking. All right. Before we do that, though, we have some business to uh, take care of. Uh, oh, man, so not the business. All right. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as a gear for the playoffs. West Slip teams are locked to make the playoffs. Lock it in. Chick, chick. Others are still fighting. Bingo, bingo. For their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. Otherwise known as the... Larry O'Brien Trophy. Ooh. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's true. Top-rated sportsbook app. Loading. DraftKings. See? Told you. Um, They're putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 to $100 in free bets. Turn $1 to $100 is simple. Just pick any basketball team. That's it. Oh, wait, there's other rules. Ah, you got to pick a basketball team to win their next game. Oh, man. And if during that game, the team you're choosing hits a three, which is pretty likely everybody hits threes, even the poopy pistons, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's 100 to one odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. Wait, that's awesome. Matt, I love that. We got a chance to win some money. Matt, take it away. This year's teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace, so get in on all the action in DraftKings Sportsbook before the offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. If the basketball team of your choosing hits a three, that's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Boom. All right. Yeah. Mike, uh, while we get set up here, Matt forgot that he was going to test and do this as a YouTube only. Uh, <laughs> so I should have already had a tweet ready to go to see if anybody wants to join us. So uh, I'm going to type this up while we're getting ready. <laughs> uh, what, what are we talking today? Let me, let me say it out loud. So then when I'm, I'm typing and I'm talking, I'm not actually ruining this. So we are discussing Bernier and Verana as well as some tasty UFAs to keep an eye on. Boop. All right, hashtag let's go Red Wings, hashtag THPN, hashtag uh, what else? What else you got, Mike? Red Wings. Let's just type that uh, in there. Pitching a Hroner. <laughs> no, Are we that. still doing that, though? How about fleeced, fleeced by Iserman. There we go. There you go. Which right, uh, so Iserman, uh, I got fleeced by Iserman fleeces, are still available on the website. You don't want to miss that. 
yeah, uh, go to bodpodcast.com, brothersdiscussion.com. Uh, on the homepage, click on shop, and that will be the first thing you see is the uh, another Iser plan fleece is uh, what it says. <laughs> so uh, check that out. Of course, it is a fleece. Uh, that's what uh, that's our game we're playing there. It's it's actually a very comfortable sweatshirt. Uh, we have a Ooh. similar sweatshirt that has uh, the Red Wings rant logo. So I decided since I love that thing so much uh, that yeah, we just. Uh, you just re up, put it's a different uh, put a different phrase out there, and be nice and comfy for you. But, all right, uh, Mike, I did yeah, it. I man, did uh, Jakub Vrana, back. the greatest uh, trade acquisition of all time. Yeah, I thought right it was up funny. there with Shanahan. I'd say, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely. Immediate it'll dividends. Out. Immediate dividends. Out. I'm going to keep cutting you thing. off because I'm so excited. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it'll pan out. Jesus, the same exact way. All right. Now that joke is hilarious. Um. Still hilarious, Matt. You got my side splitting. <laughs> Matt, he scored four goals in a game. Matt, fun fact, you know the last Red Wing to get four goals in a game. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, Go Anthony Manta. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was pretty funny that TSN on the same night. Oh, wait, no. Maybe it was It was Sportsnet. Uh, Sportsnet tweeted out, is Anthony Manta the best trade acquisition from the deadline? And, of course, referencing... Mantha's fantastic start with the Washington Capitals. Uh, but tweeting that out in the midst of Verona's <laughs> four goal four game. Goal uh, yeah. yeah, I think at the time he had two goals. So when you went to the comments section, uh, you know, there yeah. was that. And then it just kept piling on top of uh, that tweet. So certainly something scheduled. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think they still got what they wanted done because some people come in. Uh, you know, those trades are are pretty rare, um, you know, where it feels like both teams are kind of like, yeah, we won, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mantha, what did he have, like a four or five go uh, game goal streak, something like that? And it was finally broken on, like, a one nothing game, something like that. Um, um, well, yeah, I, yeah, he had a, he I'm had pretty sure he had goals, a goal in, like, four five. Goals, uh, four goals and assist at that time. Uh, and he yeah. got another assist last night. Um I mean, yeah, it just it just keeps piling up for him. Uh, and uh, you know, I guess the point of what you're saying, uh, I don't know exactly what he's done off the top of my head. Unfortunately, Mike, that's you know, okay. Gotta, that's okay. Baby, We're talking about Yakovrana. Yeah, yeah, your kitchen explodes uh, and you flood. The last thing you're going to do is uh, make sure you watch a Washington Capitals game. Well, you need to get your um, priorities in order, man. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if we ever told that story, actually, on any of the podcasts that uh, for the last week I've been dealing with. Uh, Mike, I, I was a one sleep, one sleep away from getting brand new counters in my house. My wife wakes up at three in the morning. Here's some dripping in the basement. And we have a flood in the kitchen. Uh, a water line hooked up by the great people of Home Depot uh, oh. of our fridge. Uh, the, our plum a plumber came through and said that that water line was not up to state code. And it deteriorated over the four, four or five months that it was there, which is why it's not up to code, the piece that they used. And uh, yeah, now we're probably three months from having new countertops after being one sleep away. Yeah, it's uh, good on. Thanks, Home Depot. Um, they're not going to be a sponsor anytime soon. Pretty uh, sure. No. So yeah, Matt's been dealing with that. <laughs> the the tweets, uh, the tweets have been uh, hitting the... Um, yeah, you know, they're not at the top of the priority list right now. I also got a baby coming, Mike. Uh, tomorrow, oh, here we go. Tomorrow will be three weeks away. So uh, we're trying to get that thing 
We're trying to get that thing scheduled to to be, you know, bursting out. I was gonna say cut out. That's all horrible yeah. words. Uh, that thing will be coming out hopefully around uh, May seventeenth. Any whoozles? Uh, yeah. Back to back to Verona talk, right? It, <laughs> Speaking I mean, of being excited dice- about a newborn baby Red Wing, Matt Yakov yeah, it's hard yeah, to dissect anything about this because it's just... Well, it's been a flood of goals. Great. You know, it's been a flood of goals. You know, talk about segues from Matt's flooding house into a flood of goals from Verona. Uh, Matt, he's a newborn baby Red Wing. Um, and uh, he seems kind of humble because uh, he didn't want to look at replays of his own goals uh, the other day. It was, it was kind of a, a cute little quirk where he's like, I don't want to look. I'm like, come on, man. Look at that art history. I mean, not the fourth goal. That was just a lucky one. But the first three, my God. My God, man. Um, yeah, that second one was, uh, that was a beaut. Um, I mean, even yeah. the first one, uh, like I, I tweeted out, like this this is uh, certainly the most powerful shot we've ever seen as, as Red Wings fans. And clearly I'm, I'm kidding, but uh, there he was, flipping himself head over heels uh, <laughs> and pass from Zadina. I mean, it was yeah. so funny because the night started and we saw the tweets of checkmates, which is pretty cute. Uh, being Zadina and Verana hook it up for a goal, um, no. and they're both checked. But but it was overshadowed. Like I, I think we all were kind of like, oh my god, the Zadina Verana thing is going to be great. And then Verana was just like, no, I'm I'm just here to score. That's, <laughs> that's what we're doing here today. Um, and and certainly not to take anything away from Zadina because he also made it a tremendous play last night to uh, to Stetcher that just didn't get uh, put away. But yeah, I mean this this that night was all about Verana, uh, and it was it was something too, Mike. I think this is where I wanted to take this because that night is is not something clearly we're going to expect uh, to happen uh, for the rest of the season. Probably not going to happen next season. Maybe never but again. When, Right. And a four goal game. Yeah. You know what was funny? Uh the, the post game interviewing Jakob Verana. Uh John Keating, you know, uh four goal game. Uh what what does that uh what does that mean to you as a player? And Verana's just like yeah, it's good, you know, like I'm never gonna do yeah, like he was pretty much the same sentiment, like I'm never gonna do this again and Clearly, this is like my best offensive production. So yeah, feels pretty good. Um, and uh, Chris Asgood kind of started joking around with Keating, like, you know, what what's he gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. You guys, yeah, <laughs> lock it up. Give me another. Yeah. You know, I'm hitting this RFA period. You guys, yeah, good, lock this sucker up. Yeah, it's a good season to do that. Um, <laughs> my man's gonna be uh, pretty rich this summer. He's probably gonna be moving in about. Uh, I think three miles away from me, Matt, uh, Bloomfield Hills. Woo! He's going to be getting a nice house out here. Uh, I don't live in Bloomfield Hills, uh, let me remind you. Um, <laughs> I'm, well, uh, so I guess the, the direction I was heading before I got into that, uh, the post-game um, debacle of, of John Keating's out his four goals feel, uh, <laughs> what, what we're looking at is we don't have to, like, sit here and, uh, and worry, like, about that trading away of Mantha anymore. And and Mike, I've made that sweatshirt of another Iser plan fleece because clearly he's shown that he has the finishing ability. He's shown it in the past, Mike. It could have been one of those things where he got traded over here and we didn't see a four-goal game. And then we'd just be sitting there going, well, we know when he was playing with the Capitals, he had third line 
you know, uh, minutes. Uh, so maybe this is just an adjustment for him to be in the top six uh, more consistently. We, we would have had to line up all these excuses. We would have said, well, yeah, but he got traded from Washington to Detroit and their style of play is different. And clearly, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. I'm not saying he's better than Manta. I'm not saying we have an elite superstar. What I'm saying is that we could be pretty happy that he scored four goals. They looked like goal scorers goals, right? right. I mean, he was he was finishing those with, with high-level skill. So we don't have to sit here anymore and just, um, gosh, I guess I shouldn't say it anymore because that, that definitely bleeds into some hyperbole. But we can we can breathe easier for the rest of the season and go, all right, this guy has some skill. This guy, and, and he showed it. And he's not letting, I guess, the present situation uh, where the Red Wings are in the standings. He, he clearly didn't just let it affect him and, and fall and fall back. So this is yeah. this is a time to celebrate. This is a time to go, holy crap, Iserman, you know, got us <laughs> not again. It's so hard to say, like, all right, we replaced Anthony Mantha. No, nobody's ready to say that yet. But we clearly have a guy that's that's showing he's got the talent. And even if even if you want to make the argument, Mike, that you know you it's harder to find the power forward that has the skill of Anthony Mantha, at least we didn't just replace him with, you know, look at the bottom six of the Red Wings. And we just were like, all right, well, we've got a guy to slot. Uh, you know, we can ice a team. Uh I you know, I, I like Bobby Ryan for the number, but if it was something where we said, Well, let's just bring in a veteran and he he had the Bobby Ryan type numbers this year, which are fine, uh for minute advanced analytics perspective not super impressive but it's not that it's everything against all of those ideas young guy good contract will fi hopefully figure something out that's reasonable in the offseason and the skills there i just this is this is good all good news and i i titled this episode mike that jonathan bernier and jacob verana adjust the ea sports ai settings because they made it look so <laughs> easy um I found out actually that uh, a lot of people do that uh, to try and catch up in uh, in franchise mode. I uh, I've never done that before. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think potential is is always a fun word. Um, when you get to when you get to see those goals uh, that Yaka put in, um, it it doesn't feel like potential. It feels like oh, this literally passes the eyeball test because these are fantastic goals that you know not every human being who plays hockey can make um so he easily already looks like one of the more skilled red wings on the team uh i don't even know who else you know maybe zadina larkin and fabry that's it I, you know is he already better than all of those guys on offense i mean i mean we I mean, can sit here i'm we not playing the he game be the captain of the red wings but is he is he arguably the most skilled forward we have I, I I don't know. Zadina is definitely showing that he needs he needs more guys like Verano around that can finish because of yeah. the, the playmaking ability he's been throwing on the ice. Um, I, I guess if you wanted to, I don't. It's that's the thing, right? I don't want to stamp anything right now. I think it's just about seeing that he, if the guy has the background, right? He has. The, the analytics in, in the past to back up that he's a very good pickup for Steve. He has yeah. the just straight-up goals and assists to say that he was good. And then he comes in and has a four-goal game. Now, he could go the rest of the season and not score. 
But we've seen a guy who has the talent to to put it in. And I, I think with all the excuses we gave Anthony Mantha that, you know, of course, this is a bummer of a season. You've still got COVID around and and from by all accounts of uh, Robin Leonard over in, in Vegas and saying that it feels like a prison after he's been vaccinated, he still can't leave hotel rooms and things like that. That can still wear on you. And um, we, we can give him all the same excuses we gave Anthony Mantha, but he also came with a first round pick and a second round pick. And Anthony Mantha uh, was not just going to all of a sudden find one in his pocket and go, oh, Steve, I found a first round pick. It was lying on the floor. I don't know if you could you do. Could you use this? Okay, cool. Um, so that's right. Like that's the deal. We, we yeah. saw Verano very successful. He came equipped with, uh, you know, as Darren McCarty put it, Dick panic and, uh, a first rounder and a second rounder. I just, I, right. Like this, this, yeah. I, I think we all knew it was a fleecing, but to see that, that production, I think it's okay to sit here and go, okay, like we, we don't, it doesn't have to just be this. Uh, talk of potential. We we saw it. We we saw it. We lived it. And and to go to your point too about is he the most talented offensive player on this team? Uh, what's funny too is he still leads the Red Wings in points if you bring over those Washington Capitals numbers. <laughs> uh, but yeah. if we if we talked about a goals four per sixty since he's become a Red Wing, yeah, guess who guess who leads all <laughs> those players you mentioned? Jakob Rada. Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, that's because of a huge game. A huge four-goal game is right. They're skewed for sure, but just but I, don't, I don't know how many other yeah. guys we have who could make that any of those shots. Right. Yeah, and and talk about the breakaway goal too, where it's a it's a steal and score. Yeah. I so many people were talking about. Um, how do I? Maybe not. Uh, maybe not a step back, but and we and we we've seen it too in his first few games through the advanced analytics. The the expected goals against do hike up a little bit when when Verona's on the ice uh, compared to the rest of the team. But it's the plays like that that say he's going to be opportunistic. If he sees it, if he sniffs it, that's right. Like that's offense. That's what you need with your 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 top six forwards. You need the guy that can smell blood. And he's going to go take that. And not only is he going to do that, because we've seen guys like Glendening and Helm for years have that, you know, they can sniff those plays out, but they will never do anything as beautiful as Verona did. Yeah. So all that, all that mixed yeah. together, we're talking about it's, all these uh, different. It's pretty damn promising. Yeah. I, I would like to see if Sedino can learn how to take a face off um, and have him, Verona, and then like Lucas Raymond next season. Woo! Woo! That would be some playmaking right there. Um, yeah, I think what we'll have to do is uh, we, we can take what we're going to talk about today, which as we continue, we want to talk about, um, I think this is Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News, the top 30 uh, unrestricted free agents. Right. Uh, so we can mix in, actually, Jonathan Bernier conversation to what we we're just doing and this. But as we move along, uh, I think it would be fun to take whoever we figure we could probably sign and then build out a lineup and we'll have a crazy lineup and we should have like a realistic one. But um, I mean, some crazy stuff that could be going on is, uh, is, is fun um, to say the least, but uh, yeah, let's, let's finish up the conversation yeah. here with Jonathan Bernier because Mike, we just had probably the performance of, of Bernier's career. Um, and maybe, you know, it's, that it's was, in uh, the top that, two. You know, because- if you were playing, uh, I, I had a NHL fantasy league a couple of, 
couple of years ago and yeah. uh it was <laughs> we didn't do this again uh but basically what we we had a rule where if you got a save you got a fraction of a point um and so it basically made somebody like uh frederick anderson on toronto uh the mvp of the league uh because he would continuously every game get peppered with 50 shots a game um and he helped me win that league uh but man if we were playing with those rules this season uh bernier would have won me this week because that was ridiculous that was absurd that that shot discrepancy matt that should never happen um I, I especially with the way we're supposed to be, you know, the philosophy of this team is to limit chances. And Matt, I, I don't know why we turned into Swiss cheese. It was uh whew, definitely uh Bernier trying to earn that uh he's gonna be he's gonna be making some money this offseason. Um I, I Matt, how many times have you ever seen that kind of discrepancy in your life watching a hockey game? Well, was, I mean, it was our worst game this year by far, and it's yeah. it's crazy that we got a point out of it. Um, and I I I think clearly, uh, considering since we traded away Merrill and Nemeth, uh, we've had three of our worst defensive uh, games from an advanced analytics perspective. Three of our our last, uh, or I'm sorry, out of our worst six games, three of them have happened. Sorry, since we traded yeah. Merrill. And, and Nemeth. And I think that that right there, when we were talking about two guys that make a, a big difference from uh, having defensive defensemen back there and Blaschel sets up a system that pretty much revolves around that. Uh, you lose those guys, you bring in young kids, you bring in a Chalowski that uh, by all accounts, if you need to pick a side that he needs to do better on, it's, it's everything from the, you know, from the center line back uh, yeah. to his own net. I know because we, we talk about playing that dude all the time. Uh, let's give him a chance, give him a chance, give him a chance. And now it's uh, we're kind of seeing the fruits of that. We're seeing the <laughs> – I don't know if they're growing pains. Uh, they're definitely the pains. Uh, hopefully we see some more growth here shortly. Um, but uh, this, this is uh, – as much as we keep asking, why do they play veterans, right? Or, you know, like the defenseman, defensive defenseman we traded away. Right. What is yeah. the value in even playing those guys? And uh, unfortunately, this might be why we've kind of, um, you know, put a pin on just going all in on kids. Um, it it might have been an entire season of this of poor Bernier having to stand on his head uh, just to keep the games like the scores competitive. Um, so right. I think this is why this is the most fascinating part of the season. Because you just get to see what would what would have happened if we just kind of let all the kids play the whole game, yeah. Um, and uh, the results are a little terrifying. <laughs> so luckily, it's going to be a pretty small sample size. But these, you know, looking at you, Dennis, um, it, you you should uh, you know maybe take the the the, the growing part of uh, the growing pains and you know try and try and improve on giving up you know almost sixty shots. Um, the next uh, time we, uh, you know, get on the ice. Yeah, I, I, I do want to look up right now exactly where they were at, but I think we finished with 17% expected goals for percentage. So the other 83% can be found in Dallas's pile of chances. Um, yeah. But I, I did want to see at least where those guys stood. And actually, you know, this is going to be unfair because nobody got over 40%. Uh, but I mean, here it is right here. Gustav Lindstrom, the on five on five, 
Mike, his expected goals for percentage, 8.37. Oh. So him being on the ice, uh, yeah, there, there's another another 90, you know, 91% and some change. Uh, 91% of the time, everything was going against him. Uh, also on that list, uh, at the bottom, Heronic, uh, which is kind of scary. Um, but yeah, you know what? Um, you, you've got that one goal from Chalowski, at least puts him as the best defenseman out there, but that clearly just comes from, uh, the expected goal he got. Um, or I'm sorry, the, uh, you know, what he yeah, and on I mean, gets I mean, a goal, number's going to go up, but yeah, I, I guess, uh, so it's basically just boils down to two things, right? Um, one, the the Ken Cal, look at the sample size, be patient, you know, just, I think just realize contextually, if all you did was go all in with kids, you're going to have a lot more games like this um, at the NHL level. It's not happening in Beer City and Grand Rapids. These are the games and the standings. <laughs> so, um, you know, I yeah, guess like be patient, realize, you know, this is what can happen if you go all in like that. But uh I my favorite tweet last night was somebody said, um, uh, they said, limit oh limiting chances coaching strategy does not work. That's all they said, uh, and then they attached the the shot count. Mike, clearly this is an outlier for the whole season. I don't right. I don't think you can point to I don't this think, game yeah. and go see Blashell's strategy just doesn't work, you guys. You gotta go. You gotta go hard. Like, there's a reason he does that, Mike. And I, I think what you just brought up is is uh, is probably why. So everybody um, who's who's gonna look at this game and blame it all on Blashell, I think I think you might have <laughs> hit that nail right on the head. Um, yeah, I we're mean, we're we're going in the direction of less yeah. veterans. You want to do the youth? Yeah. yeah, You want to do the youth movement? You're gonna see some youth movement. Uh, it's gonna be a youth bowel movement at this point, but. Uh, the other good news, Matt, <laughs> we like talking positives. Um, you know, who's going to be a rich man is, uh, Jonathan Bernier. Um, right. my God, man. So let's, uh, let's do this. I, I there's a, that nice list of, uh, unrestricted free agents coming out and it's, it's going to be really tough to see the Red Wings actually signing the, the sexier options out there. If, mm -hmm. if we're getting a sexy player, I got to think it's going to be in a trade, um, to help somebody get under the, the hard cap, um, but Matt, it's uh, it's still fun to dream. It's still fun to dream, especially with the Red Wings team that's going to have, woo, almost uh, almost sixty million dollars in available cap space. Matt, uh, yeah. we are here to be your mortgage team. Um, give us, you know, you know that well, famous Statue of Liberty quote. Uh, give us your wretched pieces and include a draft pick. We'll take anybody, uh, but maybe, maybe there's a shot we we sign somebody kind of cool Matt. well i wanted to throw out there too you, you throw out that number but uh let's go back to what iserman said last year where he was just like i'm trying to ice a team damn it you know like that. Yeah. how many times did he say that because uh we have two defensemen <laughs> that are signed uh for next year yeah. uh we do have uh we've got larkin you know franz nielsen ho-hum uh we have dick panic uh, oh. Matty Nemestikov and uh, Philip Sedina, who I mean, of the guys that are playing right now, uh, and we've got Thomas Grice, you know, great, and Robbie Fabry. So, there's our team. Uh, Mike, <laughs> if, we, if we go out there, uh, we're gonna put up the same kind of, yeah, we're gonna have the same kind of numbers all, all, all year next year. 
so it's not just going to be about um you know the the 60 mil i think like you said we have so i i see cap friendly has around 50 mil um so there's probably something uh on the two differing pages that we're seeing but 50 60 it's a huge number but a lot of that is going to go into just signing some of these guys that you know are already on the team. Yeah, I gotta uh, think uh, Verona is probably gonna want a little raise from you know three point three million. Right. Um, and I think yeah, we'll save that conversation for another day. So we right. just want to strictly look at the UFAs right now, and that's gonna include our own UFAs um, and who we want to bring back. Um, oh, you know what? You know what it is—the cap floor. That's where the sixty mil came from. So we have. Um, uh, let me let me go back uh, to where we'll be at with how much we've spent. Sorry about this, everyone. I just had it up. And of course, oh my gosh, I have to blow up this silly page. Everybody loves hearing this. Our uh, projected cap hit right now is 32 million. So we have to get up to that cap, uh, wait, cap floor. Yeah, almost said cap ceiling. That, I mean, <laughs> right there, we can force some of these UFAs. Um, you know, into, into position and right. uh, give them as much as they want and just say, hey, you can come over here and then we'll trade you to a better position. I I still say, I know we did that on the cheap with guys like uh, John Merrill. We said we were going to do it with Bobby Ryan. I don't know why we can't do that with some of the bigger contracts and just say, you know what, the money's there. If the trades aren't going to come in, like if it's, you know, we're heading into UFA season or we get past the draft and maybe not as many trades for more draft picks came through and we have a ton of space, I say give that a shot and, you know, try and get some more draft picks for the next year. Any whoozles, um, you, you're going to have to spend that amount to at least hit the cash floor. So there, there are some yeah. mixes in here that we want to target that are a little silly, a little far-fetched. Well, it's... But I don't know if I would use the word. Well, okay, There's maybe far fetched. Far fetched is a good way to put it. But I guess if we're looking at a strategy for the UFAs, um, obviously at this point, it's just you know we're not gonna. It's not a video game. We're not gonna say Ovechkin is gonna be a Red Wing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess we would say the strategy is it's got to be a guy who I would think the way Steve has collected assets, people who have recently underperformed guys who did not have career years um, in their contract year. Um, and Steve can basically offer, listen, we're going to give you uh, more than your market value, you know, to play for a year. You could reestablish your value and either by the time, you know, maybe we're going to be relevant. We're going to start calling some kids up. Uh, we could resign if you like it here. Or, you know, kind of what we promised to Bobby Ryan. And we would have, you know, moved him if we could have. And he just got a boo-boo and it wasn't in anybody's best interest. So, um, yeah, we're going to give you a big raise. You can either play, just play one year and earn a big-time salary or we can trade you or maybe you'll hang out. Um, I think that's pretty appealing, a, a big sack of money for one year, even though you had a poo-poo season uh, the year before. And we know it was because of COVID and pandemic stuff and you know it was tough to really get a momentum and we know all that but we're still going to overpay you to play in detroit and we're going to give you a lot of minutes you're going to play on the power play you're going to be on the first or second line you know how many points you can do to inflate your value Woo! it's going to be hot times for you my friend you think you're going to be rich this season you could get it to the point where you establish it 
where you could earn this every single year. And it won't even look like overpaying because of all those hot numbers you're going to put up with the Red Wings. Now, what do you say? Matt, we're very excited to have you, Mr. Dougie Hamilton. I, I know there's other teams. You know, you probably want to go win a cup, but we have uh, we got Hronik. He's pretty cool. We got uh, DeKaiser. He's our, he's all right. And uh, we got this kid, Mo Sider. And uh, he, we think he's going to be a phenom. Doug, we want you to be our number one defenseman with our number two, Mo Sider. He's coming up. He's sexy. He's he's oh he owns Europe. All right. What do you say, bud? We'll we'll do uh, one year, ten mil. What do you think? So this, I mean, clearly is a no brainer that any team should want Dougie on the team. Uh, yeah. from my perspective, I, I think that this wraps into a conversation of if we're going all, can I in, say, I want to cut you off real quick. Cause I want to throw yeah. this in. Um, this is one guy you would not do the one year for. This is a guy who would say, listen, uh, we think by the yeah. time you're, you know, we think we could be relevant a little bit quicker with some of these kids getting called up and you would be the mentor for, you know, what we think is going to be a fantastic defenseman. So is there any case where Dougie would say, wow, I really want to play with Iserman for Iserman and then, you know, hang out with Mo Sider? Is that an attractive enough offer to get overpaid, play with Sider, and your boss is Steve Iserman? Is that enough? I don't think so. I think that Dougie needs to see that something else has happened and we could go back. I, I hate that we're doing this because um, we – so we fantasy booked – doing a restricted free agent signing last week of Elias Pettersson. All season, Mike, we've been talking about signing Dougie Hamilton. So the problem with me saying this is that there, there's some other prominent uh, sports writers that came up with the exact same idea. Uh, and it's just so happens like it's one of those things where it's like, of course you would sign you, if you could, you would want Dougie Hamilton on your team. So I just have to preface it that way. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of folks that have that idea in the back of their mind. Uh, if you're, if you've, hearing this now but uh if this is fresh here here's here's where we're coming from you have to make a move like an elias petterson uh offer sheet to tell dougie hamilton that you are all in on this season like and he might need to see that that went through unfortunately those are going to take a while if you can start the conversation though with him and say this is what we're doing here's the other guys on the list um, here's what we were doing when we had a healthy team. Uh, here's what Verona did kind of thing. We, we have a ton of these pieces. I don't think more insider is enough, but if you make a big other, another big splash, um, and it's gotta be a young kid and it fits the, you know, what, what we, the profile we built last week, uh, or the last episode and talking about, uh, Pedersen coming over. If you can build something that looks like that, that's where Dougie Hamilton can see the future because he's going from the top team one of the top teams in the league right now in, in the Carolina Hurricanes and he knows how the analytics community feels about him you can see, I mean this is the guy that's the easiest thing to dissect a 98% war Mike there, there's 2% of defensemen uh, from an analytics perspective are going to bring better numbers so this this is it top to bottom you, you got your best guy I think on the free agent market like hands down so if you're bringing him over you're doing yourself a world of wonder. So this is all up to Dougie. And, and I think you would have to probably, if you, if you hadn't made a big splash yet, 
to bring over somebody else through, uh, you know, during the draft or you're making offer sheets or I don't know if there's another big free agent signing that would do it for Dougie. I don't think there is. So maybe if there's a trade um, that was more around building, uh, you know, our top six forwards, something like that is what's going to make Dougie sign for a reasonable number. But you might also be able to bring him over and just say, you're going to be the highest paid defenseman ever. I don't know right now, though, if you're not going all in and making multiple moves, if I actually even support that decision. But um, I think Dougie, depending on where Steve Eiserman, his head is at with either hitting the fast forward button or, or jumping, you know, into the future with a time machine here kind of thing and saying, we're, we're going to take this timetable turn around and um, you know, we're going to, we're going to say, screw it. We're ready to go. That's, that's where the signing comes in. That's where maybe you do just make the big splash, give him what he wants, make sure he, he becomes a Red Wing. Um, but if, if Steve's not ready to make multiple moves, you can't just do this. And I also don't think Dougie's going to be, uh, you, you're not going to no, bring it's... him over with just saying, Dougie, you're coming over here. You're going to be the best player on the team. I don't think he wants that. Yeah, I, th- I agree that it would be additional moves. It's just when a guy like this hits unrestricted free agency, I, I it's almost like you at least want to make a phone call, you know? Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's why like he's, he's not that, our, He's our that good where you have a whole blueprint him. and you at least, you know, pitch him on the idea, uh, which I I got to say, I don't think that Steve would even do. I, I think that he's just, you know, going to be checking uh, the bargain bin and, you know, the scrap heap and, you know, looking for, you know, that um, that category that, you know, we mentioned to start this, this segment where it's going to be guys who underperformed, you know, this season or maybe the past two seasons and try and get them, you know, a little bit cheaper than they would be and, you know, let them know that they can try to, you know, reestablish their market value. So Doug is, he's already excellent. He's the best free agent available this season. Um, but, uh, you know, the Eiserman factor, the most cider factor, being in Detroit instead of Carolina, um, a newish stadium, um, you know, fans that have are dying to be competitive. Um, there's there's appealing qualities, but you're right; it would take additional moves to seduce him. And I, I'd say that's where this this is where we transition into things where it's like if we're not ready to go all in then we sign these other guys. And this is probably the more interesting thing for, for fans to put an eye on. And Mike, I think you, you hit the nail on the head on this one. I I think I say that way too much, Uh, but we were looking at uh, Ryan Murray and let me, uh, let me share what Jay fresh uh, is selling on, uh, on his page here. So you guys can at least get an idea of where we're coming from. Uh, The cap hit is a little high at 4.6 for a third pair guy. Uh, we're bringing in a left side defenseman, uh, and by all accounts and everything everybody's putting together, we need somebody to, to go up with Moritz Sider who's going to be on the right side. So there, there's an option right there. But again, we are talking about a third pair defenseman, or his minutes are in that realm. But this is this is our defensive defenseman. If we're if we're not be able to bring back John Merrill, uh, that I mean, this is this is the the where your eyes need to be because I, I think Ryan Murray is, is certainly someone that fits the bill of, of the kind of guy we've been bringing in. I don't think he's uh, by any means a world beater, uh, but he'll 
from an even strength perspective, he's he's been putting up similar numbers to what we've seen top to bottom uh, for the Wingdings, and it's not like uh, the numbers are inflated by a good hockey team around him because these are the New Jersey Devils that are surrounding Ryan Murray. So, <laughs> you know, it's a similar situation. So this would be one of those moves, I think, that makes sense because we can probably give him uh, a short term. Uh, we could probably bring that salary cap number down considering – like you can see the the graph here, Mike, for his uh, percentile timeline. Uh, yeah. This past season, he hasn't been great, but we have seen in the past where he's been in the top, uh, you know, eighty percent of defensemen. So yeah. there's there's that potential there, and um, yeah, and I mean that's the, the kind of guy that Steve likes too, because uh, he was the former second overall pick uh, back in two thousand twelve. So you know, we we all know Steve likes to try and reclaim these guys who are highly touted and haven't quite panned out to be upper echelon. Yeah, and I think I, uh, to that point, I think you bring that up in the um, you know where where he's been going, where he's trending. I mean, you 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 bring that up in the conversations, and and right there you have a cap number that should be more reasonable than the four point six he's getting paid now, and maybe even uh, a a contract term that's not going to bite us in the butt going forward. Uh, but we do have, uh, let me see if I can find our other boy here that uh, we wanted to keep an eye on. Uh, Mike Riley, fantastic half point per game for Ottawa. Again, uh, in that same realm, just got traded over to Boston. Uh, I mean, this is kind of the, um, this is kind of that realm where he's getting paid 1.5 right now. He's going to take a hike. Uh, it's going to go up considering where his numbers are at and for a team like Ottawa, and now he's going to get a shot uh, in the playoffs uh, in the hunt with, with Boston. I think this is a guy that if you're not able to speak to John Merrill and get him to come back, because maybe he just hated it in Detroit, which I don't think is true. I think this guy is pretty reasonably in the same uh, realm, um, at least from, how do I want to put this? Uh, he does one thing really well. So you can see, it's actually the exact opposite where John Merrill is strictly defensive defenseman. Now you're bringing in Mike Riley, who from an even strength perspective is in the 98% for offensive uh, production. So I, I like that idea of at least making that switcheroo, you know, making the change up. Maybe there's even an option where Merrill and Mike Riley can play together. What, a, what an amazing pairing <laughs> that would be uh, just from an analytics perspective uh, to put one of the best defensive defensemen and really good offensive, even strength defensemen. Uh, but any hoozles, I mean, this, this is one where I think the cap can be reasonable uh, and shoot, we're going through, you know, top 30 unrestricted free agents here. So what makes sense for us? What's going to be more reasonable? What's uh, not going to be a Dougie Hamilton hit. And, and for a guy that, um, you know, maybe he is going to be looking for a better situation himself. I, I think there's still a conversation to be had with, um, Hey, did you see like, like Mike Riley, I think the conversation of, of going, did you see what Cider did in the SHL? Yeah, you're going to have an opportunity to play with that kid. I think that is where Mike Riley could get excited. I, I think Dougie Hamilton's like, I need a Stanley Cup yesterday. Uh, so so that, that, those are those two conversations probably go. That's where they're going to be a little different. But um, yeah, I think that for like reasonable, for like going through that list and saying, What's going to be the signing where you're like, uh, like you want to take a look at the analytics later and pretend that you're super smarty pants and you're like, oh, what a great signing by Eiserman. Like the, this is the one, I think. Because uh, you, you get to look at the underlying numbers and say, wow, it's all there. And, and the last point, Mike, 
uh, half half a point per game. I mean, this this is similar to what we're seeing from uh, Heronic right now. So, eh, right, can't hurt. Yeah, um, I had another one that uh, we keep, uh, um, you know, trying to keep with the pattern of maybe guys who uh, maybe had a down year or you know they're they're not quite lighting it up. Man, can a case be made for um, Philippe Deneau? Um, I, I guess when I bring him up, we talked yeah, about. I don't have his. I, that's okay. I don't have any of his stuff up. That okay? That's fine. Um, he's a center. You know, mostly a two-way guy. Uh, one of our boys that you know he at least gets votes for you know the selkie kind of stuff. But yeah. As we're trying to build this team that, you know, we talked about, we do we want Zadina to start learning how to take face-offs uh, so he can, um, you know, be setting up Jakob, um, you know, Fabry. That center experiment kind of worked. Um, this is a guy who's, you know, established as a center. So maybe this is a, you know, somebody to try and offset our more offensively-minded um, wings that we have um, to kind of, you know, try and even it out a little bit for the rest of the line. Um, you know, he's a great shutdown, um, forward. Um, we, we could use a guy like that. We know like, you know, Mesnikov has, has won our, our hearts over. Um, you know, and again, this is, this is a guy that might be a little bit cheaper, or at least this is a guy where we could make that pitch for you to, you know, get your numbers back up and you get to play with, um, Jakob. Um, uh, you're going to be getting some assists at least because this guy's a monster. Um, and then maybe the season after this, after we give you an, an inflated, you know, one-year deal, if you're interested in that, uh, you know, put you back on the market. Um, does that kind of does that kind of move? I, I feel like it kind of fits the mold of what we're talking about. And again, it's it's not a, a sexy goal scorer, but it might be somebody to try and offset, um, you know, what we're going to set up with Zadina and Savard. Yeah, I, th I I like where your head's at with this. Uh, this is another one I think fits because we were we were also looking at Kyle Pal Palmieri and and he's kind of in this realm where he, he was great and then uh, if we took a look at his WAR page, like it's a, it takes a huge dip. So you're kind of like, okay, maybe it comes back. But with Dano, I mean, you're talking about things are have been pretty consistent, and uh, he's got those second line um, second line center minutes. But from the even strength that even strength perspective, like how do you? Whew, Look at that. Uh, how do you say no to that? I mean, 99% uh, for even strength defense, 80% also for, for offense. Um, that's that's something that fits with any team. You don't even have yeah. to look at how the Red Wings style themselves. Uh, but also primary assists per 60. I mean, this this guy is, by all, by all accounts, if you're getting those kind of numbers – that that's those are playmaker numbers uh 98 in the uh primary assist per 60 that means he's getting the puck he knows where to put it next and i think that's huge for trying to fit together something where how do how do you get the puck over to verona more how do you put you want to get that piece of black rubber on his stick obviously and um i don't know we 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 are building something here where we keep talking about zadina's playmaking ability uh, you take a look at Lucas Raymond, and he's not necessarily at his size going to be a scoring power forward. Right. Uh, so that does put us in that realm of of having uh, another playmaker on the ice where you want a goal scorer. Uh, but I, I'm still, like, as we're building this team, if this is reasonable, if the uh, length on this makes sense, 
I, I'm for it. I, I would say, though, I, I'd look at this. I, if I was Montreal, I would not let him sniff uh, the free agent market. Like, this is something yeah. – I mean, we could say that about Dougie Hamilton, too. So it's that's dumb for me to kind of bring up. But, yeah, I, I feel like this would be an, an A-plus for anybody. I mean, would you, would, you, would you get that even-strength game rounded out like Deneau has? Uh, and clearly this wasn't something, like, off the top of my head, I'm going to tell you that he's in the 99th percentile uh in a positive way but i mean this is it right this is what you're looking for um and you can see too it's it's the second if you guys are watching on youtube there's the offense versus defense versus finishing so clearly the finishing is is a problem uh for him when he's on the ice uh but defense just keeps getting better and better so as as he's moving on as he's getting older he's he's using you know he's getting wiser i think that's that's what you want to see. Yeah. And I mean, this this is the kind of splash it would take to seduce Dougie. I like that. I think I think it would take. Um, I, I want to see somebody. You know, you talk about grabbing a top six forward. I'm, I'm subtracting three from that. <laughs> I think Dougie's going to want to see another top three forward hitting hitting with us. Uh, but we could go back to the focus of Steve Eiserman and Jeff Blaschel all season. They want to turn these guys into two way forwards. And Mike, like you talked about before, we we're giving it a shot, right? All right, let's see what the kids can do from a defensive standpoint. Woo doggies, right? Ugly. So <laughs> if we want the kids to learn from somebody, why not Philip to know? That's right. Yeah. Right. Um. I, so again, both of these I, are. I, I think mine are kind of pie in the sky. Um. I think you had a little bit more responsible um option for us here. Um, are we talking about TH? Should I, I, who's my responsible option that I put on there? Oh, 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 Kyle, 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 Kyle. Right. Uh, So we were, we were talking about that a little bit. Oh, nope. There's a spoiler. All right. Kyle Palmieri. Over the last three seasons, 82% were, okay. Uh, Huge, (laughs) huge dump in the hand. Uh, As you can see his bar graph in the top right corner there. Uh, to fall it off a cliff. Uh, and again, thank you to Jay Fresh for, for making these for us. Uh, second line center minutes, that 4.7 million has to come down. But but this is another thing where uh, one of the biggest, you, you take a look either like Deneau is fitting to, to how we want to build these guys going forward. Okay, and, and what I'm talking about is if Eiserman's focusing on a two-way forward perspective, bring a guy that's in the top 99%. But you want to fill a hole? For the Red Wings, bringing a guy at 90, 92% power play uh, efficiency. So in the top 92% of the league, uh, like Kyle Palmieri, we know we struggle from uh, that perspective of the power play. And uh, except, again, for this past season, uh, the finishing has been pretty great. So it just took a nosedive uh, this year. So you can see on the graph uh, on the bottom right, uh, it's that dotted line. It just is in the... 90%, then the 80%, and then dives down close to 0%. So it was there. Uh, you're getting, you know, at, at by the time the season starts, I think we're talking a 31-year-old uh, winger here. But like we said, we're dubbing this, like, reasonable, right? We're hoping that the cap hit is, is more reasonable than 4.7. He's probably going to get a good opportunity. And the, the, the idea of him trying to groom these young kids and build a formidable power play, or maybe let's just say, Mike, could we actually have two power play lines and one that's not headlined by Sam Gagne? There's your answer. (laughs) Um, 
I, I think that this this would make sense from filling a hole. And I think again that cap that cap number is going to come down. But we're also talking about hey, we got to fill out. Uh, we got to hit that cap floor, and we're going to have another. You yeah, know, <laughs> I mean, to deal with this. This is also probably a little pie in the sky too, because it's it's literally listen. We we have so much cap space. Just come over here and eat some of it, and I, you're going to get ice time. It's I, I honestly I don't see the Red Wings signing any of these guys um maybe ryan murray um just because he he's the one who most fits that mold i think it's the the most boring of the you know four or five guys that we profiled um the most boring one is also the most likely one um and then other than that yeah you know be you know I, I, I do think that of the goalies, I, I don't think that there's anybody we're going to sign outside of Bernier, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if, you know, Halak really wets your noodle at this point. Well, um, this, I, it's not this, like Tuka Rask is going to, you know, say goodbye to Boston and come here, yeah. and I, I don't really want him at this juncture either. Um, you know, Mrazek, no. Uh, my boy Frederick Anderson, who won me that um, NHL Fantasy League, um, I, we know he can handle 60 shots a game, uh, but I don't think he's, uh, the only reason we don't sign Bernier is if somebody else, uh, starts to get wise has been listening to the Red Wings rant and says, you know what, maybe we should sign this guy and go win a Stanley cup. Um, that's, that's, that's the only reason that we, uh, you know, wouldn't have him anymore. Somebody yeah, else wises I, up. I think this is where we really test, you know, everybody's been saying he likes playing here. This is where yeah. that gets tested. <laughs> If it, if he signs now, and, and uh, you know, I, I think another interesting conversation is, um, he, I mean, he's definitely owed right a pay raise. I, I think uh, I think that's where we can get a little bit closer to the cap floor, make things less about trying. We to did hit not. The cap floor. That's true. We did not consider that um, the Bernier deal might be one year, forty five million. That's how valuable <laughs> he's been to this team. I we're gonna give you. Out. We're gonna essentially give you your jersey number as your one-year salary. How about that? That's what I, I tweeted out last night. That Bernier's gonna walk into the negotiations with uh, the cap, cap space, and just point at that, and then I want that. Uh, clearly, he can't get that. He's gonna. Of, yeah, I mean, he's uh, gonna be the Joker out there. Caps, but... How much do you want? Uh, half. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's gonna be. All right, so let's let's do one last one here, Mike, um, because. Oh, God, it's not Tatar, is it? Uh, you know, I did want to have fun with that, too, because um, it doesn't hurt, right? Um, the last one is going to be come with a lot of asterisks uh, because he's got to come with a lower cap hit, and oh, I will only do it if there is no uh If you make no the case for Ovechkin, Matt, I'm leaving. So we're going to make the case. Oh, my boy, Taylor Hall. We're yeah, going to make boy. the case for Taylor Hall, okay? Woo. I, I don't know if he's going to leave Boston. Hey, no baby's I, getting made with that. Only 1% with the finishing. Am I right or am I right? All right. <laughs> Look, here's what we're doing here, folks. Right. You you will only take him, okay, if you if you erase that no-move clause. I, I don't want to deal with that. I want, uh, uh, you know, you, you go back to these conversations Eiserman had and the, the trust that these guys had. Now he goes through that trade deadline, and you saw – that Manta got put in a better situation. You saw John Merrill get put in a you know better situation. So you you can now say and look at the track record and say, I'm going to take care of you if things just are not looking uh, great. And if you can have the whole league 
to pick from rather than whatever Taylor Hall, Hall's, you know, modified no move clause said, uh, you're going to get a better deal um, than what Buffalo got. So I, I think, mm. I think the difference here is going to be uh, the experience that Buffalo's GM had, which, you know, it's an embarrassing level and um, what Steve Eisman's been able to do. And I think if the conversation can start and he can get in there and, and Taylor Hall's head, I don't want him to improve this team. I want him for next year's trade deadline. <laughs> Cause this is, this is one of those moves, Mike, where we can hit the cat floor. Okay. Uh, but that if we're not going for like, let's, let's improve the team. More Cider is not going to put us in Stanley cup contention. Then pick up these guys that are going to give you some flexibility at the trade deadline. Um, you know, and, and tell Taylor Hall, I guess the same conversation Buffalo had with him last year that, uh, you're going to get your minutes. Um, and you know, this, this will be an opportunity too to, to maybe, uh, I don't know, as we talk about building a second power play line, I mean, there's, there's that, um, but yeah, the, the main point here, this is why we're being crazy pants. Um, just to see what we could get, you know, pick them up. Trade them. Let's try and get a first round pick. I know Buffalo screwed it up, but that's where the, all those asterisks come into play. Uh, so, so there's that. Uh, I'd, I'd say that's that's where we end that conversation because I I, I don't want them to improve the team, but I think there's I think that that's something that you could keep in mind if we're deep into the free agency period and nobody's signed him yet. Then that's where Steve comes calling and says, "Hey, look, I'll put you in a better situation. We'll put you on a cup contender. I proved I, I I'll do that." Uh, yeah. for, for these guys. So just let me know. We'll put, we'll put you on the team. We'll give you the dollar amount you need. You know, we'll eat some of the cap when we trade you. So it'll be easy to move. you. Yeah. All that fits. Um, yeah, I've, I have no bones about saying that if anybody thinks I'm a moron, fine. Uh, but it goes, it goes for the strategy of is Steve Eisman ready to go all in, or is he still saying that we're a ways away and I want to build through the draft? Then that Taylor Hall signing, a short-term, movable Taylor Hall, absolutely yeah. helps you build through the draft because you're going to be trading him for something at least. And if you're paying $8 million for another second-round pick, basically me saying, like, you're going to sign him for $8 mil, maybe eat half of his cap at, you know, the end of the seat or uh, at the trade deadline, and then you get a second-round pick in return. I mean... Is that the most responsible way to use $8 million? No, you'd hope it's a first or a high first, but, um, eh, yeah. you know. It's, uh, okay. well, I think that kind of wraps up this discussion with UFAs um, for two reasons. One, I, I, you know, the Red Wings, I don't think that this is going to be where they, uh, you know, make their big moves. Um, as cool as it would be to get, you know, uh, Doug, uh, but they're going to want to make trades. Uh, they're going to weaponize that that salary cap space. And uh, one of these episodes, I think we're just going to dedicate to who we're going to pillage from uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going to be so screwed cap-wise next season unless uh, Uncle Stevie can ride in and take some of that cap off their off their books. Um, what are they yeah, at? It's, no. it's much more likely that we, uh, um, you know, trade or draft. I don't think UFA is going to be anything that Steve does for the next couple of seasons. Woo. Uh, projected cap space for Tampa Bay. You ready for this, Mike? Hit me. 
negative three and a half million. Woo! <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that was a that was a pretty good point. Let's head on over to Scott Wheeler's uh, prospect rankings for Tampa Bay, and we'll <laughs> figure out a trade that'll work. All right, uh, that was fun. I, I like that. Um, you know, I, I throw in there too. I also want to target John Merrill to come back. Um, I think there's an argument to be made that Sam Gagne, uh, from an analytics perspective, has been pretty sound defensively in the bottom six. So if it's cheap, I don't see how that hurts you. I think people have been pushing him away, and I don't, I don't, I don't understand. You're going to get him cheap, and you can fill out a roster, and he's a veteran that can help the young guys. I, I don't know. You guys are silly when you're like, get rid of Sam Gagne. He's the reason we suck. What are you talking about? No, that's Phil Bluff. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I oh, would yeah, also buckle in for uh, some more Darren Helm ice time as a red wing. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. Uh, Helm and Glenn Denning. Um, but before you know. we go, Matt, can you share uh, the war for Mark Stahl? Because um, we were waffling on whether or not, you know, let's bring him back just one more year. Remember, he had that, he had a goal well, one or two games. Man, what right. a what a time to be alive and watch red wing Mark Stahl out there on that. Second pairing at times, uh, many times. <laughs> Matt, you have it queued up for us because that was one of my favorite numbers. Well, yeah, that, uh, here it is. It's uh, it's pretty red. Oh my lord! Now Woo. keep in mind, it's not themed red because he's a Red Wing. Two um, percent <laughs> in even strength offense. One uh, percent in uh, PK. Look at that. Um, wow. Primary assists. Oof. Penalties. Oof. But yeah, overall. Uh, he is in the bottom 3% of all defensemen. And, and uh, yeah, the, the conversation started with, like, all right. So if he's going to sign for next to nothing, I think you can consider it. But then we looked at this and we were like, oh, no, we're good. But you can see he's trending up uh, defensively to be in the uh, top half of the league from an even-strength defenseman. So good job, Mark Stahl. He, he got better yeah, playing with Trey Spencer. money, buddy. Woo! <laughs> Um, yeah, that, <laughs> not, not going to happen. All right. Uh, this will be the end of the Mark Stahl era, but, uh, we'll, we'll certainly bring out a Mark Stahl-esque player, I think, for another draft pick if, if Steve's not ready to, to fire away at Dougie Hamilton. Could you imagine, uh, the upgrade to the defense of a more insider and then a Dougie Hamilton? <laughs> Jesus Woo! Okay. World's That's a difference. Right. Let's wrap it up. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Obviously, we have uh, three more months of these conversations to go, so make sure you're subscribed uh, so we can keep having fun. We'll come back to these and (laughs) see if anything's changed and, uh, yeah, see if maybe the playoffs bring out somebody new that we want. Uh, Probably not, though. All right. Check out uh, BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. The shop page is on the homepage. Uh, You can click there and support the show. We've got our Red Wings shirts. We've got Retire 73. Of course, Adam Ernie will get into those restricted free agent contract signings. And, uh, Mike, the another Iser plan fleece. Fleece. The best thing I think we've got going out there right now. Go check that out. You'll be uh, supporting Red Wings Rant, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, and uh, these two uh, young lads. Oh, i got to go this way. These two young lads. uh, So we can... uh, Keep making the show. Maybe we'll bring more people on if we make enough money. All right. Thanks yeah, for tuning yeah. in, everybody. Toodaloo. Woo!